Well, I, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, it seemed to me that should have been a nigga wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Uh-oh, Richard! <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Death Free podcast. Yeah. Thank you for the applause. We truly appreciate it. Shira, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm um, glad to be home. Got some. Things taken care of today. Got to hang out with a few, with a few friends, which was really nice too. That's good. That's good. Uh, how about yourself? You know, Shara, this has been a long week. Uh, you were away this week. You know, left me with the kids and everything. Abandoned me essentially. Uh, now nah, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it was good. It was just like a t- I'm. I think I'm a little tired. You know, I could feel the the tiredness. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, starting to catch up with me, but. Let's go. It's good. It's good. Good weekend. Hung out with Cameron today. You took Taylor with you. I took our son with me, and we, uh, you know, had a little man, you know, a little man time, a little man conversation. Some things we just won't be able to tell you. It's just between us. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, but everything was good, Shire. Everything was good. And I'm excited about this week's episode. Excited to get in. I think we got a pretty good one for the people out there. Uh, If you are a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you for rocking with the Black Married Every podcast. And do us a huge favor if you haven't already. Hit the five-star review for us on whatever platform. You know, we appreciate that. Shara, let's get into it. We got to talk about what happened on the breakfast club this week uh it's been all over the my youtube feed and and all over you know my instagram feed the clips from the conversation between larry elder a radio host author what else do you do Shire? i'm gonna let you uh, you're gonna get in the rundown of him no i'm not uh, uh, gu- uh, <laughs> I mean, gubernatorial well, candidate for for yes. california okay i'll share what i know but i i don't claim to be an expert, an expert right in, in any of these people right we're gonna be just giving our opinion now this is just our opinion on the conversation he had with with the breakfast club uh so trigger warning you know, we may dabble into politics a little bit. We may, you know, but it, it's it's what we do here. We tackle tough topics on the Black Mary Death Free Podcast. But, Shire, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about Larry Elder, and then we could talk about our initial thoughts before this interview of him, and then our thoughts, some thoughts about the interview. Okay, so Larry Elder uh, is running for president, okay, yes. 2024. So he, I guess, recently announced his uh, bid. Mm-hmm. And um, he also lives in California. So for those of you who might not follow California news, right. um, there was a time where he uh, ran for governor. He was kind of running against um, Gavin Newsom. I mean, it wasn't a formal run. It was. They, they had enough votes to do like a, a re, not a, a recall or recount or some type of, well, I forget the name, but yeah, he was, he, he had enough signatures to get a revote. So if yes. he would have won, 
Newsom would have been out, out and he, he would have finished the in. term. Yeah. Right. And so I do recall him being on the ballot. Elder is uh, not new. I mean, he was a radio show. I remember him from TV for, mostly. Yeah, I remember he had like a court radio, show. Something all like of that. that. I mean, yeah. he's he's uh, been around for a long time mm-hmm. and um, he uh, is conservative in many of his views. Yes. And um, I don't think that his views set well <laughs> with some of the hosts on the breakfast club. Of course um, not. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just checking out his, his website. And so, you know, he has some of the big issues that he is hoping to tackle. If mm-hmm. he, you know, were nominated um, as a president. And I know one of the, the biggest issue or one of the things that I think some people of color might have an issue with mm-hmm. is the stance on, Racial harmony, as mm. it's called on the website, and so it's this area where he uh, talks about critical race theory and mm. diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'll just read a little bit um, verbatim, and I think after checking out his website, I can kind of see where some of the hosts from the Breakfast Club may have, you know, had some ideas about him. about him before he was able to come. Right. and speak his piece right um so his website says uh, the critical race theory and diversity equity inclusion cults are increasing not decreasing racial tensions in america um critical race theory and diversity equity and inclusion spread the lie that racism is ingrained in every aspect of american society and that our institutions and millions of americans are in- inherently racist mm. Uh, This divisive theory undermines our shared belief in the American dream as it shifts the focus from personal responsibility and individual merit to racial identity and collective guilt. Um, He's saying that critical race theory and diversity, equity, inclusion did not belong in any government institution, least of all the United States Armed Forces, and they do not belong in any corporation that receives large government contracts. And so that's... In quote. So that was the blurb from okay. the website. website. And I know that this is a big issue, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I know there are things that were going on in Florida about some of the history books being rewritten mm-hmm. and, you know, just a lot of um, underlying racial tension, I think, since George Floyd. And then obviously there have been racial tensions in this country since uh, forever. Yes. Um. So that's just his take on it, yeah. you know, and. I don't think that that sits well with with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you know, it's interesting that you read that. I uh, I think it's incredibly fluid for me, like my my thoughts on it. And and what I want to first do is applaud the Breakfast Club for having a conversation, because like the knee jerk reaction to like what you just read and like his stance on a lot of stuff is this dude tripping. This this dude this dude tripping. You know. I wouldn't go this far, but some people will go as far as be like, man, oh, he's he ain't nothing but like an old Uncle Tom or whatever. Or, man, he, you know, he don't know where he came from. Like you, he, he's automatically going to be thrown into that boat when you when you have those type of conversations. Uh, one of the big things that he was saying on the Breast Club to start was he doesn't believe in systematic systematic racism. He doesn't believe it still exists. He thinks it did at one point, but it no longer exists. And so anyone most people are going to say you now you didn't you've gone a little bit too far there brother like there, there is systematic issues that are beyond maybe that maybe they're not 
being like currently they're not being updated right they're not maybe people aren't you know working on new ones as we speak but the ones that were set up centuries ago still have an effect is is i think what a lot of people most people think so for him to say that it doesn't exist at all it's kind of like i man i can't really get with you on that yeah you know what i mean yeah but i will say this as and we've talked about this shire as we age as we our family grows as our economic uh socioeconomic status grows as our wealth grows you we start me and you have started to take on some more conservative ideals and you know i think and we're gonna get to this but you said something dope yesterday shy you said like the new cool thing for black people is to be like well i'm not democrat or republican you know i'm you know i'm saying i'm tea party or i'm I'm independent Uh, we want to find the new off you know brand uh version but the reality is is the way the government works is it's going to be one of the two powerhouses so what one has to do is say okay realistically which party gives me the most of what i want or which candidate gives me the most of what i want or what i'm looking for what i value and you got to put your vote behind that person to beat the other person it's just that simple unfortunately we only get two people and two parties really but well, anyway, I yeah, kind of went off a but, tangent. Yeah, I think bring me back went, around. Went off on a tangent. Bring me back around, um, Shai. I got a lot to say. Here. I think that you know, in the interview, if you were to check it out, I know we're going to play a clip in a little bit, yeah. but you know, one thing that the interview did illustrate is that you know, we're not a monolith. Right. We don't all. We're not all Democrat. We're not all Republican. We're not all independent. Yeah. And so I think politicians address us as if we're a monolith we are not a monolith um there are a variety of opinions and i would hope and i was hoping that with larry elder being on the breakfast club that this would be a safe space for this conversation to take place Mm -hmm. like at the dinner table right right without um underlying hostility Mm -hmm. tropes um, you know stereotypes just, yeah it, it didn't feel very neutral from the very beginning you know mm-hmm. i after about 20 or 30 minutes i ended up turning it off <laughs> yeah um because it, it was it was too much right um you know uh like let's just not don't be biased mm-hmm. when you're interviewing someone ask them the questions let them respond if you have a rebuttal that's fine right um but at some point, I mean, there were definitely some viral moments, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah. And so we'll fill you in on some of those those viral yeah. moments. But I'll say that the interview did start off with a talk about the biggest social issue that, you know, Larry Elder feels exists within America. Mm-hmm. And it's particularly uh, prevalent in the black community. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. So in the interview, he made the connection between um, crime rates, Mm -hmm. um, things like educational attainment and all of that and how um, having a father in the home um, helps to um, it helps keep the child out of trouble, essentially, especially young boys. Yeah. Like you're not worried, worried about it's beneficial for women, too, for young ladies, Mm -hmm. too. But you're not worried. Yeah. He made a comment about um, not being worried about the police, but actually being worried about your father and letting your your father down and you know and so i I do think that 
that's a huge issue Mm -hmm. um, in our community and also other communities as well. Um, And yeah, he's right. He said that no one's talking about it because Mm -hmm. um, the example that I believe that he used was something along the lines of if a democratic person were to say, you know, fatherlessness is a big deal um, in the black community, then he would be he or she would be scrutinized mm-hmm. for putting down the single mothers mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. doing this heroic work of raising children alone. Right. And so he's basically saying there are a lot of issues that kind of go swept under the rug mm-hmm. because no one is bold enough to speak about them. Right. And Shire, he highlighted. And then he said, if, it, if a black man does it, he's labeled coon people will say you're well you're victim blaming you know you're blaming the victim of of a problem and so he used to feel like there's no one who can speak on speak to that you know so but he's he's willing to put himself out there and and talk about the father fatherless piece and he, he really used a statistic about you know how when slavery was was really more dominant and more in your uh more overt instead of covert in the during Jim Crow, there were more black families then, and blacks were better off statistically. When you look at uh, home ownership, when you look at uh, different statistics, they were better off than they are now. When, yes, there is still covert racism, but it's no more Jim Crow, it's no more uh, uh, terror lynchings and different things like that. And we have less family now. So he thinks it's less about racism holding us back and more about we've we've moved away from right. families. You need family. Nuclear the family. Nuclear family. And when you have the nuclear family intact, that kind of propels you forward. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to I agree to point with that, out, by the way. Just want to I say. do agree with him on that. I feel that everything that he said regarding family is valid. Mm-hmm. I will also say that raising family, being in family is a challenge. Yes. I mean, Larry Elder himself is not married. He doesn't have children. Mm-hmm. There could be a lot of reasons for that. Um, but that kind of goes to, I mean, I don't, I don't know why he doesn't have, he's not married, doesn't mm-hmm. have children, mm-hmm. you know, but it could be that it's complicated. You know, yeah. relationships are complicated. <laughs> I like that. Sir. Maybe, Let's keep it a hundred. Maybe he's, she's chosen not, not to follow that path. Right. Um, but I do feel that everything that, that he, he said on that front is valid. And, and there does need to be some count accountability there. I think yeah. accountability right now is a big word. And I know that we've talked about relationships and how we want to, we want to, I'm talking about the manosphere real quick, but we want to hold women accountable. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're, I think at some level, there's we the, all need the, to the man has the fight to stay in the home just as much as we want to put pressure on the woman to not kick the man out of the home. Right. Both parties have to do work there to keep the family on both, to, parts. On both sides. It's yes. not just going to be one side going to keep the family together and all this. Right. We all got to do it. And I think like it does take someone preaching it. But you're right, Shire. Like, man, I wish there was a brother that stood on the fatherlessness campaign or keep the family black family together that had a black family it just kind of looks better sorry to say it does well in the and for him to not in the political political space it does right um but um but there are a lot of great fathers yeah yeah, we don't want to we don't want to say you know i but he's not even a he said you don't have no kids right oh him personally yeah so it's kind of like as far as we know no yeah 
Now, I'm going to just go out on the limb and say this. Let's go ahead and turn up. Let's just get lit. We, we did our nice little niceties. Let's just get lit here. He bodied every single host on that show. He spoke with eloquence. He's a professional speaker. He's got more years in radio and in public speaking than probably all of them combined. It was Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, and they had a guest. Uh, I forget her name. But anyway, I'm sure this you could tell there's levels to this, to quote Meek Mills. He was on level 10 and they were much lower. <laughs> Just an eloquent of speech. Who cares about the content? You may like their content. You may agree with their point of view more. But he was able to clearly Answer. communicate yes. his point better than them. And they seemed like they were flustered. They seemed like they were outclassed. That's what I, that's what I, the best way I could put it. And uh, like you you were right, Shire, they kind of came in, they let him go. He talked about the fatherlessness piece. And the first rebuttal was, do you, what did he, what did he say? Something about white people. He said, do you, Charlemagne says, what do white people do? Right. Yes. That, so he like just that, didn't even acknowledge. I, exactly. All the stuff that he's talking about us being accountable, like at least acknowledge that first. Then you can ask your, your white racist question that you want to ask but i i don't i i i don't see why that was the question yeah that they continued to harp on yeah um i think we know historically what was done mm -hmm. to blacks mm -hmm. to um our indigenous uh brothers and sisters and native americans like we should we, never forget i'm one of them of that class but okay but I don't. I think they were asking that to a shift to a shift accountability. Yes. Like we're talking about, you know, issues within the black community. Mm -hmm. This is a predominantly black space, and mm -hmm. I think that we can go ahead and have conversations about where we can level up and how we yeah. might how we might do that, how we might strengthen our own community without saying, well, well what did they do? Yeah. And I, I just felt like I didn't understand. The, why they kept yeah. going there and it, it really I, I i didn't find it helpful is it a good question sure sure, sure that's a great in question. the proper form right it, it, to your point but it's almost rhetorical it's rhetorical it was rhetorical he, he doesn't have the answer for you he, he can't answer for another people no they but it's almost him, like they wanted him they, to. they wanted him to say something um bad against um white people yeah and guess what when presidential you're running for president they're going to be using these so that you know they Maybe he would say something that could be used against him mm -hmm. or I don't know. It just it, it really felt like they were ganging up on him, which is why I had to say this is a lot right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a, it was a tough listen. But and to to your point, Shire, it's like there's moments where we I mean, we I love talking with your brother, I think. Talking with uh, your brother is oh, cool. You're shouting out my shout, brother. Shout out to, shout out hey, to my brother-in-law. <laughs> I like his viewpoint on a lot of stuff. Uh, and, um, you know, I like just dinner table conversations with like-minded okay. people. And there's always room to talk about what they, whoever the they is, right? Man, they be doing this and they be doing that. But then you also got to have this same conversation about what could we do? What could I do? I'm okay, man, we, well, we could tighten this up. We could tighten that up. And I think... He's talking about what we can do, what I can do, making it personal. 
and they wanted to talk about the other. Right, See? right, right. What they should do. What they should do. Should, to right yes. the wrongs of history. Yes. And, and what does be- that get? Where does that get us having a conversation amongst ourselves? Really, where does that get us? Because we all know, like you said, it's rhetorical. That's not going to get us anywhere because we already know that amongst each other. We just want to spit it around again and throw it around the room. That Or should we more so control what we can control, which is what I think he larry elder was trying to really say right and we it was an opportunity missed in my opinion yeah i think it was a missed opportunity to have some real conversation and and dialogue Mm -hmm. about how you know what are your plans if you were elected president and i don't know it just could have been a little bit better yeah i think that we should skip over to this Part the, of the, the interview the, the, the that lit went moment. viral. The viral I mean, moment. Did I just say viral? Did you, I did. Say? <laughs> you did. Viral. Y'all know what I'm trying. That went viral. Right. Okay. So this is what happened, and 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 Shai, this is a perfect example of being outmatched and outclassed. Check it out. You probably got to go. Uh, <coughs> have you ever heard the term a uh, nigga wake up call? No. It is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Oh, have you brother. ever had any of those? Oh, brother. I'm just asking. I'm just, have, you think you've ever well, had I, any Well, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm-hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and insult you, a black man, and tell you you got to think a certain kind of way? I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. Um, I didn't, I'm not going to say I, it upset me, just like I'm not letting you upset me. You know what I mean? I don't tend to get upset over things like well, that. But what I did say Well, well you just not talk about, about a wake-up call, and it seemed to me that that should have been a wake-up call on your part, to have a white guy come in here who also said, by the way, uh, uh, about Mitt Romney, um, uh, uh, because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, he's going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden had lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been a wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Yeah, I mean, no, for the record, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I, I, I didn't say I, you were. Yeah, I think both. I don't know what you are. I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I'm just saying, but you are black. And, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say, uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you quote ain't black. Wow. How should I reply to him? You think? What I just now said. How dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person. I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how, to, how I, I, I should think? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And, and if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because they voted for Donald Trump? How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, you're probably right, but I didn't think it in that way. I well, I think- did. Oh, body. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> he bodied him, man. I mean, hey, we might not agree with the content, but like, yo, what'd you think about that, Shar? What'd you think? I don't know. Well, I, I have to wonder why he was asked that question. Why did he ask? Okay, I, I, I'll tell you why he asked. Have you heard of the term wake up call? He, have you like why what what were you trying to gain he that, is larry elder is 71 
years old. He is your elder. First of all, we need to respect our elders. Right? right? We, he is your elder. I would old never to be your daddy. I would never ask someone, you know, uh who's my elder, have you ever heard of the term mm, wake up call? It's a term that uh, Dave Chappelle used in a bit when referencing like people like O.J. Simpson that push away the uh, black culture, but then when they need black culture, they're they're asking for like help, and you know it's kind of like saying like yeah, now now you got your wake up call. I guess you you needed us all along type vibe, and he was trying to say that, and and really you're insinuating that Larry Elder is a uncle tom or someone that that denies black culture until you really need you really gonna need us one day and so he was trying to get him trying to be funny and it just wasn't it felt extremely flat and it felt very this brother flat. then I he mean, threw the biden incident in charlemagne's face now let's talk right. about that incident do we need to play that clip or do we kind of already you know what i'm saying i think it's pretty well known pretty well known um if you have it then definitely play it yeah, um find it but go ahead and paraphrase it for us uh, while i do that yeah um well clearly there's a conversation with charlemagne and, and joe biden and joe biden made that statement and uh charlemagne didn't sound in the least bit of offended he just continued on with the conversation mm-hmm. and um yeah a lot of people did view uh, a lot of people had an issue with what joe biden said and yeah. there are people who are you know, this is a viral clip that you just played. So mm-hmm. A lot of people have commented on it, and even Nas. Um, you know, he shout out to Nas. He put a uh, he made a quote. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you know, part of it says, "I do applaud Larry Elder for chin checking Charlemagne mm-hmm. over Joe Biden's anti black statements." End quote. As a person that enjoys listening to, and oftentimes being involved in lip wrestling. Right. Bumping gums. You talking, talking smack. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I appreciate the level of of just being able to body somebody with your words. I mean, he roasted him. He was out. He was out class there and and used this against him. And yeah, chin check. That's I love that. That's the great way to look at it. You got chin check. Let me pull your card. You trying to front on me in public. I'm big on wherever you show out. You about to get woe out. And so you're going to try to front on me. Then let me pull your card and bust you out. Okay. But can I say something (laughs) about this? Eloquently. Can can I say that I really wish this conversation was more of a cordial conversation. It just just felt like they had it out for him in the beginning. And they were, you know, even Charlemagne was reading. Have you ever heard of the term? Like, if you look at the video, he's clearly reading from his something that he has prepared um, he has, you know, really put some thought into it. He's reading it off his laptop. And, he thought he was going to get him. And with he this really one. he he waited till deep in the interview, like he had been holding this one back, um, and he was really going to just let him have it. And 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 I feel that you are the Breakfast Club. Um, you know, Marcus said he was watching the kids for a while. He's I was away on a business trip mm-hmm. and I had a television in my hotel room and BET was on the television mm-hmm. and the Breakfast Club was on. So you're actually on cable TV and mm-hmm. there are people who still have cable. Um, and so you're on a major platform and just to see black people kind of go at it. Yeah. It's just not a good look. Yeah, like how not. come you couldn't have been more um 
you know, I said cordial. I mean, there could have been a little bit more. I don't know the word tact. I yes, don't, I don't tact, know. a little uh, more respect, professionalism. Um, like, more bro, at the end of the day, you guys are you guys have transitioned from uh, disc jockey to journalists. You guys are journalists. And we, if you're going to do it, you've spoken to some of the most powerful people in the world on The Breakfast Club. And you they're really becoming caricatures of themselves. Like, it's just not what it used to be. It's not it's not the amazing platform it used to be and they're not taking advantage of this these opportunities to speak to like the the most important people in the world not that larry elder is but this is a great platform and y'all just making it y'all sounding real goofy man like, right and i'm yeah i, I mean he asked the question at one point uh is that why you don't like black women when the guest host was kind of just over talking larry elder and larry elder seemed a bit frustrated oh, they said that then Charlemagne just busted out. Is this why you don't like black women? It did. And the room was just silent. I, I, it was like it was supposed to be a I'm joke. Not gonna that, go there, right? It was a joke that fell extremely flat. And it's just like, bro, this is how I know you're losing the debate because now you're trying to crack jokes. You're trying to do, pull uh, pull cards. And y'all just got embarrassed, man. So it really no one won here, right? That 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 that's that's what I take from the interview. Is like it's a missed opportunity. Uh, I do appreciate them for having a conversation, but I wish it was done a little bit with a little bit more professionalism. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, as you said, he he got bodied. People are saying, you know, he got chin checked. <laughs> um, but no one wins. No one won. You know, no, people no still one... think he's a he's an Uncle Tom, whoever thought it before. And people in the breakfast club, you know what I mean? I, but you know what? I'm looking at it's the so comments. divisive. It's very I'm divisive. looking at the comments here. You know, I'm looking at Yahoo News. That's where I pulled, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the Nas comment. And no one in here is has said the word Uncle Tom. Like no that's one, good. Okay, that's no good. one. So I don't, I don't know. Right, we gotta stop doing that. Man. I don't like, know. Who's, we do that too much. Who's man. calling him that? But yeah. I'm just, I'm not seeing him. I'm not seeing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think one of uh, Larry Elder's biggest. Uh, messages is that as black people we can't deny the progress yeah we have made a lot of progress yeah. as a people yeah. in this country he made a really uh he talked made a really interesting uh point that i did i had no clue he was talking about black wall street and mm -hmm. how black wall street wasn't called black wall street until it was rebuilt After the and it was rebuilt by black people mm -hmm. without any assistance from the government after they experienced this uh, a terrible loss mm -hmm. um and then that's when it became known as black wall street so like there's a lot of history that we don't know right mm -hmm. that we're not taught in schools and we have to uh take it upon ourselves to learn our own history and when we do then that's when we can really uh, understand our strength as a people yeah. and we we don't have to run back to, to slavery I, I can look at you know there's plenty of figures in history I can look at and say look what they overcame and look at what they were able to accomplish mm -hmm. in the time that they were able uh, to accomplish it in mm -hmm. I mean a lot of people say we're living our ancestors wildest dreams yeah and many of us are yeah so I think it's okay to stop and say, look where we've come from. We are resilient. Come on. We are prosperous. We can, we are. I am somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I you know? Jesse Jackson. So so I don't. So this whole they oh we they look. They are doing a reparation study mm -hmm. in California. Mm -hmm. That study was commissioned by the governor. 
they were just wrapping up. They have all of their council meetings mm-hmm. online and there some cities are testing it out. If we were to receive reparations, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going into my uh my Vanguard or <laughs> right. whatever exactly. account. But if not, I'm gonna be okay. My children are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I believe that my children's children will be okay. And we're going to do the best with what we have, as many of us always have. Exactly. Make something out of nothing. Well, Shire, I ain't got nothing to say on that because you just dropped the mic on that one. So we're going to get on out of here, man. (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. Let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know what you think in the review section. If you like this episode, let us know. And we'll, you know, make a mental note and bring you more stuff like this, y'all. We got to talk about the whole man you know what i'm saying finance is one piece family is another piece that's why we're black married and debt free y'all y'all know what it is we out peace bye